I thought I had somebody who was with me back on L Street. Y'all don't got brand new. Y'all forgot it ain't been 11 years. And I don't somebody who can look back over my life and say, He's been good. Matter of fact, he's been better than me that I've been to myself. Could have been gone. Would have been gone. Should have been gone. In spite of all, he's been good. Had it been good? Had it been good? Had it been good? He's been good. True. And so, this morning, as we talk about this whole thing 
of God having the ultimate control over our lives. We need to really ask God to show us where we're missing it. You know, the whole purpose of us hearing the word of God and reading the word of God is that we want to get it right in those areas where we improve them. And we never reach perfection. We never do. And so as long as we're saved, I don't care how many years, we still have to work on letting God have control of our lives. <clears throat> so we've heard all about this before. This is not new. And the Bible scriptures tell us that. The church sermons that we hear tell us that. And we are told to let God have the ultimate control over our lives. And while this seems amazing, it can be incredibly difficult to do. So we don't, we're not telling you it's easy. Remember that. God didn't tell us it would be easy. But he told us he'd never leave us or forsaken us. So we will go through things. We will go through trials. We will go through tribulations. I don't want to discourage you. But the reason it's different for us is that we have God on our side. And he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. And so we have scary events start popping up in our lives. And we want to panic and scramble to fix everything. And uh, we can't do that. We can't fix everything. That's first of all. We really can't fix much. And so we need to know that. And uh, uh, we do this fixing that we think we're doing. We do it without consulting God first. Uh, so we need to ask you the question this morning. Well, what does he really want us to do if he doesn't want us to fix it without consulting him? And there's some reasons why we need to know that. There's some reasons why we need to let God take control of our mind. Even those moments when you want to, you know, maintain control, you in power, you know what to do, I'm grown, you know, I, that's great, you know, uh, in some cultures y'all may not understand that, but uh, in, in my culture, you know, I am. <laughs> I am uh, uh, in a culture where we we we're grown. Well, you know that adulthood seems to make us think that we know everything. And when you look at it, really, we know nothing. We don't know anything without God. The Scripture tells us that we are nothing. We can't do nothing without him. Because what we do is make a mess. So God is trustworthy. He's a trustworthy God. We can trust him. And learning to trust God fully is a lifelong process. So even as long as God has allowed me to serve him, I still am going through that process. We have to choose to trust in him much like we have to choose to give up control. And some of us <laughs> have some serious, 
serious control issue. We want to control everything. Everybody. Oh, we can tell you what you need to do and how you ought to do it and what's wrong with you. And we need to know that if God is not in the picture, we need to ask. We need to try to find out what he's saying. So we need to learn to let go and stop trying to figure out the whys of life, which is easier to do when we realize that God understands more about our life than we ever do. And why is that? Well, because he made us, he created us. He knew us when we were yet informed in our mother's womb. So he knows, he knows us. He knows what we're thinking and before we think it. He knows what's inside of us that needs to come out. He knows everything about us. And uh, we need to stop getting in his way. We need to realize that God understands more about our life than we ever could. And we need to sometimes write out a list of all the reasons that we trust God. And when in that list, we need to include the way he's carried us, the way he's carried us when we needed him the most. You know, every one of us that's present this morning and those that are absent too, have had God carry us. And so we need to understand that we are not God, we ever will be. That's what was wrong with Satan. He was an archangel called Lucifer, and he was in heaven, and got kicked out of heaven, took about a third of the angels with him because he thought he could be God. He thought he could do what God could do, and he could do it, and he was in the way, so God had to get rid of him. So his name is Satan now. But he was a beautiful archangel called Lucifer. But he just was doing too much. And God said, you can't be here. You're no longer useful. And he was the minister of music. I'll mention that too. So maybe that's why we have trouble this morning. He still tried to be the minister of music, even though he is not in heaven. So Father God, we just thank you so much that he is not in heaven. So God's promise, he promises to always be by your side. He promised never to leave us or forsake us. That's what God promised us, that he would never leave us or forsake us. And so when we struggle to give up control, it's usually out fear of the unknown. You know, we have this thing called fear, and it is one of the greatest problems of for human beings is fear. And the word of God in 2 Timothy tells us, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And we need to know that. We need to get that scripture down in our spirit. And so I believe it's 2 Timothy 1 and 5, I want to say this morning. If that's incorrect, I'll correct it later. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, I'm such a young girl, you know, I'm only uh, almost 84 years old. Sometimes my mind uh, is not as sharp as it used to be, but God keeps me with a, a mind to stay on him, and he keeps me 
pretty, my remembrance is pretty still pretty good. But uh, we need to know, we, we struggle to give up control. We don't want to give up control. We fear the unknown and we don't want to face whatever's in front of us without knowing what it is. But God has promised that he will always walk beside us. No matter what the circumstances you face in life, God will be there with you. And the only reason that he is not there with you is you don't allow him to be. Because if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are truly a child of God. I know we have this thing that we say that everyone is a child of God. But I'm sorry to tell you that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're God's creation, but you're not the child of God. You have to be born again. The scripture tells us that we have to be born again to be a part of the family of God. We have to be born again to be a child of God. You see, we were born in the flesh and uh, we need to be born in the spirit to be God's child. So those of you who have been saying, I heard people say that in certain places, and uh, I need to help you with it. We are all God's creations because God created the heavens and the earth. But in order to be God's child, you must be born again. What does that mean? It means you need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Then you are born again. Then you are a child of God. Then you're in the family of God. Until then, you are God's creation. He did create you. He created the heavens and the earth. But you need to have that special relationship with him. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And Father God, his Father, it's your Father. He's your spiritual Father. He's your Father because you have accepted his Son. That's what the scripture tells us. So, however God, like I say, God has promised that he will always walk beside you no matter what the circumstances you face in life. And he, you will never venture into a future alone because God always promises to be there for you. He'll be there for you. So Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with us wherever we go. God is with us. And God already has solved your problem, but you need to let him have control so that he can show you the problem. He is a problem solver. God has, there's nothing that he can't do. Nothing at all. Nothing he can't do. So often we don't want to relinquish control of our lives because we think we already have all the answers. And we think uh, uh, what we think is perf a perfect solution, though it might be completely wrong, God has the problems of your life already solved. 
and he knows not just why you are going through what you're going through, but the purpose of it. You see, there is a purpose. We need to understand God's purpose for allowing us to go through. Now, he's not the one that's causing you the trouble, but he allows you to go through that so that you can get that uh, understanding, so you can get that experience, so you can get to understand, so you won't make that mistake again, so you won't go that way again. You know, and we go one way and we get lost and we have a lot of trouble if you don't like curves in the road and you don't like mountains and all of that. Well, if you go through that one time, you say, I'm not going back that way no more. I'm not doing that no more. So God wants us to help. He wants to help us. And he already has your problem solved. Whatever your problem is this morning, God has it solved. And it's possible the problem still exists in your life because he's working on something inside of you right now. And then he'll take care of the exterior situation later. And that's just what I said. You know, we need some things worked out in us. We got some places in us that need healing. We got some places in us that need to be be delivered from. You know, God looks at us from the inside out. And some of us have had some bruises and some bumps and we still have those tender places. Because, you know, sometimes you, 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 you burn yourself or you cut yourself in a the healing process looks, you know, it looks to you as if your your finger is healed or whatever it is, and then you bump it one time, and you find out that it's not healed, and sometimes you'll lose fluid out of that, uh, that wound because it's infected under there. You see, so God is working something out on the inside of you, even right and he'll take care of the exterior situation later. So he works from the inside out. And then God is consistent. He's always, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what the scripture said. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, God is not, doesn't change. He is a, a what we call immutable. And that word means no change. So while our friends and family try to help us when we're struggling, they aren't always able uh, to give the perfect advice. Uh, Sometimes they give advice about their experiences. Sometimes they give advice about what they think we ought to do. But, you know, they can't give us perfect advice unless God is speaking through them. Now, I don't want to say that God won't speak through people, but I'm saying it has to be God. So we also, uh, you know, we don't, won't always be able to help ourselves in the way we want to. So God is always going to show up. He will always show up for you. He's faithful. We we sang that song this morning. Uh, we come by come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting His holy word. He's never failed us yet. I love that song because it's true. So God is always going to show up. 
And he's always going to be there with the perfect advice. And at the perfect time, with the perfect answers, all of that. He comes with all of that. And he's consistently on your side, trying to push us in the right direction. But he won't force us. That's what you need to understand. I hear people, God, saying, God, make me. God is not going to make you do anything. He's a free will God. And so if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's what it tells us, I believe, in Isaiah 6. You can't wait to sit around and wait for God to make you because he's not going to make you. But he'll give you all the chances, all the opportunities to be willing and to be obedient. So God is always going to show up, and he's always going to be there with perfect advice, at the perfect time, with the perfect answers, and he is consistently on our side, trying to push us in the right direction. I went over there again, because I want you to hear it. So our Lord Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. He is God, and he was God in human flesh. He now sits at the right hand of the throne of grace. And so in Colossians, Colossians mm, 1 and 15 is just what I said to you a few minutes ago, <laughs> uh, uh, that God is the invisible, uh, he is the image of the invisible God, our Lord Jesus Christ. The image of the invisible God, Colossians 1, uh, verse 15. And then in Hebrews 13 and 8, it says what I said before. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God doesn't make mistakes. So some of us were born out of wedlock or whatever the situation was. And uh, people wanted to call us a mistake. Let me tell you, God doesn't make any mistakes. And women that have had children, you know what I'm talking about. You know that that child was formed on the inside of you. And that child was formed on the inside of you uh, by God. And that child, when, when that fetus is alive, that fetus begins to move on the inside of your body. And you see, we can conceive, we can conceive, we can give birth, but we can't give life, okay? So that child, that fetus, that embryo has life because God gave that child life. And so God is the one. He is the one that creates us. We are created to bring glory and honor to him. And so he doesn't create mistakes. There is no such thing as a child being a mistake. God doesn't create mistakes. So humans are prone to make mistakes. We mismanage and we misunderstand everything we face. We simply are fully capable of making even greater messes of things. We can create mess. We like to participate in mess sometimes. Some of us would be what we are have been 
what we call mess makers. <laughs> we make messes. So we have to understand that uh, Deuteronomy 32 and 4 says his works are perfect and all his ways are just. See, God's works are perfect and all his ways are just. So that means God doesn't get it wrong ever. He simply can't make the mistakes that we do. And when we trust in him and we give him control, we know that he will guide us down the right path. So he's not going to give you any wrong information. He's not going to direct you to do something. And sometimes because we live in, in a human body and, and uh, we're connected so to the world, that when God tells us to do something, we say, well, God, that doesn't sound right as that's you. But you see, God has his own way of doing things. And so your problems didn't take God by surprise. You're not the first one that had that problem. He's had that, he's seen many human beings have that problem. So you uh, uh, get upset and uh, uh, you're up in arms when you realize the problems of your life uh, are, are, you know, throwing you, uh, getting in your way, surprising you. That's the word I want to use. Well, your problems didn't take God by surprise. They may take you by surprise, but not him. God wasn't uh, uh, the one that caused that sometime. God actually knew that things were headed your way and already was coming up with a plan to help you get through them. You see, God doesn't make these problems for us, but he's certainly aware that we're going to have that experience. So Psalms 139 tells us that God is familiar with all of our ways. Where we've been, what we're doing now, and where we're going. And we need to exercise true faith in him by being assured and convinced that God is in absolute control. When we know God is in control, we can relax. Yes, this too shall pass away because God is in control of my life and he will have his way if I allow him to. You see, God is not going to force anything on you, but if you let him have his way, you'll come out like pure gold. So God is on your side and he's worthy of our trust. And that means giving him full control of our lives because he knows exactly what he's doing. God knows what he's doing, and he knows what his plan is for us, and he knows uh, what we shouldn't do and what we need to do. He knows all of that ahead of time, you see, because he is our father. So we look and understand that scripture, that scripture in 139 tells us uh, that God is familiar with all of our ways. He's familiar with us. And in that Psalms 130, Psalm, Psalm 90, uh, Psalms 139, he says, he knew us. The psalmist said, God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. That's how well he knows us. And he's on our side. And he's worthy of our trust. And we need to give him full control. 
and he has proven himself and he wants to guide us on the right path, but can only do so if we let him. He doesn't force us to do anything. So we have to know that God will keep us, he will direct our lives, We'll make sure that we're taken care of and that whatever problem we're having and gets solved, we have to allow him that opportunity. We have to allow him to have his way in our life. And if we don't, then we'll suffer the consequences. Did I say that you'll never have problems? No, I didn't say that. What I said is your problems didn't take God by surprise. Uh, did I say that God uh, will make you uh, be okay? No, I said God is not one to make you do anything. He gave you a will, and that will of yours can cause you to be obedient to God or it can cause you to be disobedient. But if you allow his will to become your will, then you will eat the good of the land. That's what the song of the uh, scripture says, uh, that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. And that's found in Isaiah chapter six. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. Now that means that God will bless us and we will receive everything that he's planned for us if we are willing and obedient. Now some people do things, but they're not willing to do it. They do it because they feel oppressed or they're afraid and they do it because of fear. But you know, God doesn't want you to have that fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when that fear comes on, you know that the enemy is involved because he is the one that gives fear. That God is not giving us the spirit of fear. And so with that, I'm going to stop this morning, but I want you to remember what we talked about this morning. That means that we need to give God full control of our lives because he's on our side and he's worthy of our trust. And he has proven himself, and he wants to guide us on the right path. If we remember all of those things that I just stated, we will allow him to provide the leadership in our lives that he so desires. So with that said, I thank God for each one of you this morning. I thank you for being present in our service, and I want God to bless you and keep you and you know, continue to lead you on the right path because that's what his will is for you. He wants to lead you on the right path. So if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal savior this morning, we want to let you know that you can become uh, a part of the family of God. And what you do to become a part of the family of God the scriptures tells us in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so that's what we need to do to be saved. And then once we do that, God will begin to uh, uh, instruct us and 
he will give us support from uh, more mature Christians and we'll get busy learning what the scripture says and as we do those things we will grow but to be saved to be a part of the family of God we need to confess the Lord Jesus with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. That's what it takes. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning, and you should so choose to know him, I just want you to repeat this prayer after me to invite him into your life. And so, Father God, we thank you this morning. And we come in the name of Jesus, pleading that precious blood this morning. And we say, Lord Jesus, come into our life. Be our Lord and Savior. We believe that you uh, were crucified, that you died, and that you were buried and resurrected on the third day. And sit at the right hand of the throne of grace. And we believe that you died for our sins. And so your word says that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So come into my life, Lord, this morning. I believe what your word says, and I want to be a part of the family of God. And so I ask you to allow me to receive your Holy Spirit. Fill me, fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for my salvation because I have done what your word says. I have confessed with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that your word says, I am saved, and so I believe I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer this morning, you can text me at 650-814-6705. I'd love to hear from you. and uh, Or you can call that number and leave me a message. It's voice and text. And uh, we just thank God for you. And if you're new to us and you enjoyed the service, you believe that God would have you join us and you become a part of our Bread of Life family, we are so excited to have you. And uh, so with that said, we're going to get ready to dismiss this morning. I'm so glad to see each and every one of you. Some of you are just met, but I'm thankful to see you and that you joined us. And I want you to have a real blessed day in the Lord. And I'm going to ask Reverend Roberson to dismiss us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Give God control. Amen. That's what we yeah. all... Yeah, that's what we need to do. You know, uh, like you said, Pastor, those trials and tribulations, offenses is going to come. We got to deal right. with them. It's not that whether we have to deal with them. It's how you deal with them. And I think that's you just right. gave us the best way to deal with it. Give God control. Give God yes. control. And uh, it's been a many times I've been so mad and frustrated and almost lose my, my religion, as they would say back in the day. 
especially at work. I almost lose my religion all the time, and then I have to remember, give it to God. Let him handle it. Let him handle it. Sometimes I just want to say, you know what, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to forget about it. That don't work. That don't work. I, me just not worrying about it and forgetting about it, I'm going to tell you. that I'm talking about me. That don't work. But when I give it to God, I feel a relief. And like Pastor say, it still might be there, but as long as you know God's working on it, you get some type of relief. And it feels better. You can look at the enemy that's been trying to trying to attack you and you can smile. I'm talking about that person that worked that when you give it to God, you can smile at the enemy. What what yes. what what they say, uh uh your enemy becomes your footstool. Yes, yes. Amen. Uh Pastor, we appreciate that message. It's a great thing to do to give it to God because if we don't, it can drive us crazy. We can go crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Literally, literally, we can go crazy up in here trying to handle these problems and trying to handle all this stuff that the enemy is trying to throw up, throw on us. Yeah. Let go. Give it to God. So, Amen. I, I, I appreciate that. It's always a good reminder, and it's a good thing to do. So. Yeah. So, Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God. We thank you for the message that went forth. We thank you for the messenger, Father God. We pray, Father God, that people do not leave here the same as they came, that they take heed to the message, Father God. And that message is not for just Sunday. That message is for every single day, Father God, because we know. When we walk out that door, offenses is going to come. We will go through the trials and tribulations of life, Father God. But we know that there you are in the midst, that you are with us, Father God. And all we have to do is give you control, Father God. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for each and everyone here today, Father God. We thank you for each and every family member represented here today, Father God. We ask the hedge of protection over each and every one of us and them as we go on as we go on our week, Father God. We just pray that you are always there with us in the midst, Father God. We pray, Father God, that we know, Father God, we know that the enemy don't want to see us doing what we do, Father God. So we plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy, Father God, and just not today, every single day. So we thank you this morning. We give you praise, honor, and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say amen. Amen. It's good to see you. Here, our sister Tracy, our girl, you could join us this morning, and she is alumni, three of last as well, three of last ladies, if you're still with us. Twenty eleven. <laughs> so who is uh who who is Adrina? Uh, Andrea. Uh, Andrea. Andrea. He is a friend of Brother Cedric's. He is uh, doing his evangelistic work. And Amen. This young lady joined us for prayer last night. And Amen. So, I'm so pleased that she came back this morning to worship with us. Amen. Yes. Y'all pray for Sister, Sister Andrea and uh, pray for Brother Cedric because he really is uh, reaching out to people. For the ministry. Amen. And for the Lord. That's what we do.
opening for the Lord, but he's directing us to bread of life. So we thank God for that. All right. All right, everybody. Y'all have a blessed day, everybody. And remember, and remember, y'all, you remember to give God control all week, just not today. All week, let's we keep that in our minds to give God control, y'all. <laughs> I have, and it's been really, really easy on me. So, yes, I know. I'm a living witness, I know. Amen. Everybody have a good day. Bring my condolences to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So we're lifting you up there. We, we love you. And uh, we, some of us know what you're going through, but we thank God that God is still on the throne. So, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. And thank you so much. I love y'all. All right, everybody. Y'all have a blessed Bye. week now. All right. Amen. Amen. Bird of Life Church.